sleeping. Hello and welcome to Mice. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your host Greg, Mike, and Shaft. We're not hearing anything at this end. Uh, you're not hearing anything? <laughs> just you. No, just we're you. Not, we're not hearing music. <laughs> that's why I said, is anything happening? Oh. <laughs> I was well, going to say something, but people just yell at me when I talk, so... Oh, get over yourself. <laughs> I, I, I'd actually muted you guys because I heard someone clicking or typing right. or something, so I had to. I muted it to. Oh, you might. I might have been. So I got to keep track of my offsite lab hours for school. I might have been. That might have been me. Oh, here I bet you was this. Hey, what do you do, know? Do, do you hear that now? Yeah. Yeah, so I had the wrong, I had the wrong, uh, I had the wrong pot turned the wrong way. So, so, so do we need to rewind and start over? No, no, it was a fun intro. Okay. So, all right, so today uh, we're going to... It's not like we're a professional operation. Because uh, if this is live radio, what would you do? You fill out a green sheet called on-air errors or whatever. Hey, now there. I can't hear anything but the music. Really? Yeah, I feel like we're over-modulating. Well, the music's pulled down. Not for us. How about now? Th- now it yeah. is. Now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, what a professional. But at least it wasn't going in the. <laughs> at least it wasn't going into the can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, okay. So email. That's what we're gonna do today. Yeah, I got I think a couple so. emails to uh, roll us for some discussion. Yeah, let me open my beverage first. Drinking a Red's Apple Ale tonight. Mm-mm-mm. Is is that for for men? <laughs> uh, very funny. Yes, it is, and it's very tasty. Apple Ale is that like a hard cider? Yeah, it is kind of. Um, I saw them advertise, and they, their advertising was actually kind of funny. Some guy's, like, scratching his head what he's going to drink, and his apple beans him in the side of the head, and he falls over. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, oh, hard yeah. apple. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, so it's like hard cider. I like it. So. I see um, Trapped on Vacation posted that, uh, I was going to say flat tire. Is that right? Yeah, flat tire. Fat tire. Fat tire is now available in Florida, so he's very happy. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. All right. All right. Oh, oh, before we go too far, though, um, look, if you want to see something I, exciting that happened to me today, I guess uh, semi-exciting, I'm, I'm driving down Main Street in Huntington Beach to go to take pictures out at the pier, and I see all this smoke plummeting in the air. or Pluming? Pluming in the air. Sounds better. So as I see cars start to... Uh, you know, like veer out of the way, and there's like a Range Rover on fire. So I passed it, and it's right next to an architect friend of mine downtown. So I pulled over on his street, you know, got my, put my hat on, grabbed my camera, and went to snap a few shots. I swear, I I swear we were standing there for 10 minutes and there was no fire truck. I went back and looked at the uh, timestamps of my camera. Like ten nineteen was when I snapped my first shot. Ten twenty two or twenty three 
is when they showed up. Yet another guy and I are standing there going, God, we there's a fire station a block over. We haven't heard a siren yet. I even called 911 because everybody's standing around. Doesn't look like anybody's, you know, we have no idea if anybody's called. Well, they're like, yeah, we've got that call already. I said, oh, okay, we haven't heard any sirens. And about then we hear sirens. And then another two minutes, three minutes, the fire's out. So you look at the, the elapsed time and there's no more than like five minutes, seven minutes from when I pass it to the fire's out yet. While we were sitting there watching this thing burn, and then the tires explode and the lights explode, it felt like an eternity. Really weird. Because, um, you know, you think your internal clock's pretty good, right? You got a pretty good sense of time. Uh, if I hadn't checked the actual timestamps on these photos, I would have been like, no way. So you, you experienced some time compression. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just weird. You know, I thought it was a much longer time. So on my Flickr site, I've got this series of, I took about 30, I put 12 up that kind of, you know, told the picture of this poor Range Rover burning. And then the odd thing, I'm not a conspiracy person. If You know, if I was on George Norrie's show right now talking about uh, uh, vapor trails and uh, uh, what's the other one? They, they talk about uh, the con- contrails, contrails. contrails and chemical trails, you know, and there's this whole, you know, like subculture right now getting into those. I would almost say, what is wrong that all these cars are burning? I swear, coming home from school, car burning on fire. Here, down, driving downtown, car burning on fire. I've seen more cars on fire lately um, than I have ever seen, I think. It's just kind of odd. I don't think you always, you always get it. a lot of cars that go burning because people let them overheat. Uh, you know, I guess so. If it was an older car, you know, that probably wasn't well maintained was the owner there like that watching it go up in flames that was the thing that was that's what was hard to tell and until i looked at my photos and i see that there is a hose laying in the front yard on just you know i guess they may have tried to put it out and they had no luck with their little garden hose nobody came out at the house it was sitting in front of but we did see kind of you know probably a 30 or 40 ish uh, guy standing there, and then the, I saw the cops go talk to him, and the fireman talk to him. So that might have been the guy that belonged to the car, standing at a fair, safe distance away from it as it it burned. Um, and this one lady's like, "Oh, we gotta be careful! It might blow up." I'm like, yeah. "Probably not." Yeah. Gonna Watching happen. too much television. Yeah, yeah it only happens it, on TV. Yeah, well, not necessarily. If there's a lot of vapor in the, you know, in the. I guess from what I understand, if there's, uh, you know, like your tank's real empty and it's just a lot of vapor, that can blow. But most of the time, gas is just going to burn. It's not going to blow. And uh, at least that's what I understand about it. But anyways, if you want to see some cool pictures of a Range Rover fully engulfed in, in flames, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just put it in our thing so you can look at it. All right. Our little, our little chat window just for us. Because we don't need an, uh, any distractions. Enough, yeah. Uh, plenty of distractions already. So but that, just, that just started my day off really well. And what's funny is you'll look at these pictures and say, wow, how you know clear and bright the day was. And you might see some photos that I've uploaded afterwards where you can't even see down the whole pier. I, I took a picture. I'm like, where's Ruby's? I know it's down there somewhere. Because of the somewhere fog or, or the because, of this, because of the yacht that crashed into it? Yeah. No, no. The marine layer. Uh, no, the pier's open. No, I hadn't heard about the yacht, but pier's fine. It was actually uh, down at the Balboa Pier last night. Oh, oh Balboa, that's right. Different, different pier. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, you just, it was the marine layer hung around to probably about one o'clock up and down Huntington. Even I went down to the Bolsa Chica by, or Ecological Preserve, whatever the hell they call that. Same thing. I was like, hazy, you know, marine layer. My, I went to scratch my beard and I'm like, why am I all wet? <laughs> there was so much condensation and mist in the air that, you know, my, my beard was uh, full on wet. Like I just got out of the water or something. It was very weird. You going all fill on us now? Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, All right. So, anyways, we're going to go back to email. Right? Okay. Yes. We got two of them. Correct. Uh, so, do you want to just like trade off? I'll, I'll go good. You, I hate that second word. So, you okay, I'll do the second. All right, that fine. Title, and All right. then I'll go to the last one. Sure. Okay. So, Works we get an email from Amanda. We'll leave her last name off because I never know if, you know, it's like radio. You know, they never say last names. I never know what the. Uh, okay. Hi, guys. Once again, big thanks uh, for all you of your insights in helping me plan my first Disneyland tr- visit. I know it's been a couple of months since my visit, but I'd like to share some of my thoughts about the resort. So she starts off the good. It's underlined. She's very organized. I like this email. It's fucking Disneyland. Of course, it's pretty much everything. Uh, of course, pretty much everything about the trip was good. Okay. These are bullet Getting, points. By yes, the way. Bullet, thank you. Getting experience, getting experience the original dark rides for the first time, as I haven't rode the Walt Disney World copies, rode everything except for Peter Pan, as it had an hour line straight out while the others had walk-on and 10-minute waits. You know, we, we should say these aren't exactly the originals. They have been overhauled in the 80s, um, so they're not exactly Big the originals. Overhauls. But I understand her meaning. Bought my first Mickey hat, class of 2013. Blue Bayou, beautiful atmosphere and food for the win. Tower, Cars, Star Wars, Star Tours, I'm sure. And Indiana, I love these rides, and I tried to get as many re-rides as possible. The meh. Experience. Huh? Or what? I've already said me. Oh, meh. The experience firsthand, frontline cast member thing. <laughs> Asked what was the quickest way to get to the Blue Bayou from Toontown. I was led slightly astray. Told me to hop on the train, but the New Orleans train station was closed. <laughs> wow, that's bad news. Well, it would be the quickest if it wasn't for the one train station. Sure. The weird placement of World of Color Fast Passes. Soren, the film just seems very dated. Well, yes. <laughs> Monsters, just kind of there. Hope it gets an update with a new movie in mind. Nemo, super slow loading, small spaces and crowded conditions would usually drive up a wall or make me panic, but this ride was just okay. This might have been my second ride on a Disney sub ride. I think I rode the Walt Disney World Leagues before. I can't remember clearly. The Little Mermaid, I almost put this in the bad section. I felt like there was so much more that could have been done with this attraction. It really seems to be missing something. Okay, I want to go back and address a couple things, but we'll finish it first. Okay. The bad. Goofy Sky School beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm totally there with you. I think it's a worthless ride. Two days wasn't enough for me to experience everything, and ride closures kind of fucked me over. Remember, we're quoting here. Yes. <laughs> Big Thunder I knew was down, but Jungle and Space were closed in addition. Thankfully, my parents also enjoyed the trip and are really talking about visiting in the future, possibly for their and Disneyland's 60th. By the way, did Disneyland have any discounts or special tickets for those also born in 1955 for the 50th? 
And an earlier over-under segment was mentioned of there being a Big Thunder series or mini-series coming out to the TV screen. With that in mind, I think that the backstory for the Paris attraction would provide an interesting concept for the series. I read online that Story-wise, the DLP Big Thunder and Manor were owned and built by Ravenwood, the Ravenwood family in the town of Thunder Mesa. Several incidents and disastrous wedding and finally an earthquake wrecked the town, leaving it almost in, uninhabitable. Any thoughts? As always, I enjoy listening to the show and hope to hear more in the future. From a longtime MiceCast listener and fan, Amanda. I seem to recall that, um, you know, when they're building Paris in the late 80s. They were really, really big on the what's-the-story angle for building attractions. I do remember that, especially with the, uh, you know, that was the biggest change of a mansion that we had seen, and I do remember a lot of that being tied in, um, you know, and storylines going on there. So I don't remember that being the Thunder Mesa area, but you were recently there. Did you see anything in the maps that said they were in the town of Thunder Mesa? No. Okay, I didn't even see the Ravenwood thing, but it could have been there. Oh, I th- yeah, I think that's the, yeah the backstory for the family. But anyways, go back up to the me or moo or whatever you call Meh. it. Meh. M e h. Eh. How do you say e h? Eh. Okay. Put an M in front of it. Meh. Okay. How would you, <laughs> if you were speaking slang and someone said "mommy" to you, how do you think that would be spelled? M o m m y. You would think so, wouldn't you? But these fuckers that have to speak slang. Also, I just did a project for school. We had to do a how-to. Everybody wrote a script. They picked this one, which was how to speak slang. But it's not done like airplane. <laughs> what do you mean like airplane? I speak <laughs> well, jive? Mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not done like that. It's done seriously. And so I'm ready. they had me be, you know, of course, this is racist, the, the white guy explaining because I don't understand or, you know, I'm supposed to be explaining to, I guess, other white people what this slang means. So anyways, you know, I'm reading the cue cards and there's a thing spelled M-A-M-I. To me, that was Mammy. Yeah. No, no, it's supposed to be Mommy. I'm like, so you, not only do you speak slang, uh, which is a total ruination of the language, it's much, you know, deeper than, hey, dude, or how's it hanging? I mean, this is just, fucked up stuff as far as I'm concerned. And then it's spelled wrong. <laughs> you know, if you're going to use mommy, why not just spell it M-O-N-Y or M-O-M-M-Y, but to spell it M-A-M-I and then have it mean mommy. I just, it was just so fucked up. Uh, I can't even. That's stupid. It's very stupid. Anyways, I was showing it to Karen and she's like, is this supposed to be serious or funny? I said, no, it's supposed to be serious. She goes, that's this... sad. Anyways. Moving on. Another okay. thing I can't use in my reel. So, <laughs> I would agree with her weird placement of the uh, World of Color Fast Passes. Never understood what the hell they were doing there. Monsters. I'll tell you exactly what they're doing there. Go ahead. Tell me, Richard. Because the first bullet point, the first bullet point under meh has nothing to do with this, right? What? I'm letting you go back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, it was this, Richard, because I know you're not looking at it. Experienced first-hand frontline member ca- or frontline cast member thing. Remember frontline cast members don't know shit? Remember that that long-standing axiom? <sighs> yes. I'm, just, okay. I'm just throwing, flinging some poo your way, Richard. Go ahead. Explain um, to us what's going on with the 
Yeah, what, what's the deal with the uh, fat World of Color Fast Pass? Well, the big thing was was those Fast Pass machines originally were used for obviously Bugs Land. They're no, they weren't really needed. You didn't have that big of a crowd going. And did they move them from Grizzly? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm going backwards. <laughs> I'm thinking of racers. Um, fast Pass for over at Grizzly. The reason they put them over there is it's close to the hotel entrance because the first people that go over there for the first 20, 30 minutes were the hotel guests, so it was out of convenience to the hotel guest. Oh, that makes some sense. Okay, now I'm just, uh, why would you, okay, what, what's the deal with, they took the Bugsland one and they moved them over to... No, the Racers Fast Pass are using the Bugsland Fast Pass. Right. The, fa- so, the, fa- the Fast Pass distribution point for Racers got turned into a store. Yeah. Not that one has anything to do with the other, but they... No, but I was just trying, since you know, I've only been there twice since it opened and never dealt with fast pass. So if I'm running in the park and I want to get my fast pass for racers, I go where? To Bugs Land. It's tough to be a bug. But you have to be there in the first 90 minutes because they no, usually no, are I, out I, within 90 I minutes. Under- when- I understand that part. But so if I was there, I would not run to Radiator Springs. I no. would run to Bugs Land. Tough to be a bug. No, not Bugs Land. Not not in Bugs Land, but you know, tough to be a bug, the theater. Right there. Yeah, the yeah. Well, is that the in, entertainment corridor. Isn't that in Bugs Land? No. Well, it's on the entrance of it. See, to me, Bugs Land is once you go through the, the little, little lights. The little kitty area? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. Bugs Land. Okay. Or Flicks, I'll, I'll, Flicks okay, Fun Fair, whatever you want to call it. But. I'll agree. I'll, I'll go with that because what where the theater is used to be part of... Um, Bountiful you know, Farms. There you go. So that makes perfect sense to me as I run into the park as, you know, just a dumb fuck guest that doesn't know what I'm doing. I would run to Radiator Springs and goes, where are the... F is my fast pass. Oh, no, it's right there. You can't miss it. You how many? Yeah, you, you really can't, can't miss, miss it. Is it? It's out on the street. As you no, as you come the, in from the from the from the Grand Californian, the big sign right here. World of Color Fast Pass is right here. No, wait, I'm talking about. We're, no, we're back to the other one. I was saying I'm racing to Radiator Springs. Yes, there's there is a sign, and there's extended queue. Built with rope, There's sticking thousands out, of people waiting sticking there too. Out into the way, into the road, you know, the walkway there. So you can't miss it. For Radiator Springs, correct? Or I mean the uh, uh, Radiator Racers, whatever they call it. It's, yes. It would be the same. It would be the equivalent of you running up on Main Street during the middle of the electrical parade and say, "Where do I sit for the parade?" Yeah, you're gonna know because that makes be, no. That analogy makes no. Because it'd be a crap load of people there. Getting there fast pass, but Correct. I'd have to make a left into the front of the theater. It's not on the actual. No, path no, there. they have it. Do they? Did they? No, you don't have to go into the theater area. The shoot, hmm. I can't no, remember. It's, it's right there. It's just off the parade route. You don't have to. Yeah, you, I don't think you have to leave the parade route to go into the okay. place to get your fast pass. So you don't have to make a left under the sign, and they're right ne- there. It's negative, no, right no, on the yes. street. Okay, um, so that kind of makes. I kind of get the world of. I'll, World of Color Fast Pass. That kind of makes sense. All right. The one I was going to um, probably disagree with, the fastest way from Toontown is to get on the train. Not necessarily. If every train's going and they're stopping every few stops, you can walk over there much faster than I think right. Now, it would be much more relaxed to get there and be dropped off at right at the train station. But I would I would argue that if you walk Big Thunder Trail, you might but be But Big Thunder off. Trail's closed, right? Well, I'm Correct. saying in normal times when these things okay. aren't closed, um, I wouldn't get on the train. Can't either it, I, I. I would say it depends because 
if you're considering that Thunder Trail's closed and it's a busy day and you got three trains on the track, it's about 12 to 15 minutes between Toontown and front about about 15 minutes to Frontierland Station. Yeah, you could probably walk at a brisk walk. You can make it that way, but you also got the crowds you're dealing with to get over there too. Oh, I thought you said the crowds weren't very crowdy this summer. <laughs> they weren't that bad to me. They weren't that bad. The crowds I, weren't I very crowdy. Not- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. Again, and I also said if the trail was open, I would never. The only I like to take the train for the relaxing amount of it. Exactly. And I don't. I don't find that the train ever saves me time because. The time you, unless you get lucky, the train rolls up right as you're going in, and that happens. And you're bypassing a parade. And you're by, right. or you're bypassing a parade. The trains are, to me, an attraction, not a way of getting around, because I, I just don't think they're that efficient when you can walk. But well, the park now is, you're sounding no. like Carl. No, no, Carl. <laughs> Carl would have some factual data behind him and spreadsheets and multiple trips and like and the, all kinds the average of ground speed of an unladen swallow <laughs> yeah <laughs> now th- does does What's a sorn film color? does a sorn film really feel dated to you guys it does not feel dated to me i okay. like it because i could see the old disneyland entrance i was going to ask you what what in it would actually make it feel dated unless the print is just wore out and it looks faded well, that is digital. I think it's digital now. Have they converted it? But you know, it's the film is ten years old, right? Yeah. the The only thing that I feel, but I've always felt kind of dated from the get go, was just the end sequence, that Los Angeles sequence, and then coming into Disneyland. Especially when you're in the middle of summer and you're going over the Christmas parade at Disneyland. Just yeah, I never feel- understood that. Um, why pick? An, other than you know, because the park looks good at Christmas, but why pick a seasonal time? that doesn't work for all seasons that's a good question just just me but then again if they went digital they could have easily have a you know summer and winter one and it's just a matter of pulling up which version i mean well that seems like the way you'd have to you'd have to reshoot it well of course but once it's re if if they had shot both ways and they had it they'd just have two different edits and here's our summer edit here's our winter edit you know the only, the only thing I can think of of why they did it the way they did it was they they filmed it during the uh, cast member party, uh, the the cast member Christmas party, and they had a, uh, a jet ranger that literally was flying about 75, 80 feet off the right up Main Street shooting this stuff, and he'd come up and come flying up over the castle and then uh, turn around and go back, and they did this for about. Maybe thirty or forty minutes. They must have taken about ten takes. Well, that that's that's not really an answer. They well, chose, the answer they... the answer is is they did it during the cast member party, so they weren't interrupting a regular guest day at the park. Yes, so See, that makes sense. So for you to reshoot it, you know, you're either going to have to close the park, which Why? they're not going to do. Wait, 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 back up. I'm, they're, I'm not, they're just I'm not going to do under- it with guests in the park. I'm not understanding the logic. How 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 was it so disturbing that you wouldn't do it during? Because a helicopter flying low is loud. Well, of course like, it why is. Why don't you explain to him what a jet ranger is like at about seventy five feet off the ground when you're well, trying to st- stand underneath? You him. know, it's loud. Wow. I have a hard feeling, a hard time believing it wasn't seventy five 
feet off well, the ground. It but. was damn low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was low, but you know it was damn fucking low. <laughs> and I was standing underneath that either, sucker. Either way, either way, a helicopter is loud and well, flying flying up and down Main Street for forty minutes. It's annoying. It probably would bring it's untold like number of com- probably bring untold number yeah. of complaints to City Hall. Plus, you have to put out the sign that, oh, we're filming today. You agree to be filmed. I think that sign's out 24-7 now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much 24-7 but, now. But to do I it during say, the cast member party makes sense in the fact that there looks like there's people in the park. There's activity. There's rides moving. There's stuff going on. No, I, I get all this, but I've watched enough travel shit that's done with helicopters to know that, uh, you know, a longer lens, a higher value i mean a, a higher shot you still get good value i'm just wondering why and, they chose christmas and i don't think it was just and, because it was a cast member party yeah it was because the cast member the uh main street was also no one was actually allowed to stand on main street through the hub so they were bypassing us going across the back area and back of main street on the other side because you couldn't actually stand on main street while the helicopter was in operation. I will grant wait, you Wait, though, wait, 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 stop. So the parade's going. No, there was no parade going. The parade was standing still. They put the parade floats out there, and they just sit, sat out there while the helicopter was doing oh, the show. Are you sure? I'm going to have to watch that again. See, I know. <laughs> it, it makes I could, me want to say... Uh, I know you were there, uh, but uh, it, it makes me want to look at some details. Because, you know, I know they did screw a few things up. They call it Palm Springs. It's not Palm Springs. It's when P- they're, It's PGA West. It, it's PGA West. And then they go right by the PGA West sign, too. And I guess a, a lot second, of people just don't Isn't understand. Right, just right outside Palm Springs there? But it's not Palm Springs. Palm Springs is a city. PGA West is a city. They are not the same. That would be like I saying... I thought PGA West was a planned community. I didn't think it's a no. city. It's just like saying, you know, well, Disneyland's in Garden Grove. No, it's not. It's in Anaheim. Anaheim. Huh. But anyways, I just wondered if you felt it was dated. Um, I'm kind of surprised she doesn't like Monster, and I don't see any reason I would want to update it with the new movie personally I think it's fine just the way it is I think but, but I think, that's me I think technically there is no it's PJ West is in the city of La Quinta actually you, you could be right with the uh, La Quinta one because we did a oh. lot of projects out there so yeah, I'll grant you that one <clears throat> so but again think, La Quinta think, is not Palm Springs no it's next door yeah, Palm but Springs I, th- I think it's just you know you're in the Palm Springs area you're it's in high the, rent Palm Springs to be honest yeah, with you're you in the, you're in the great you're in the greater uh <laughs> You know, like, uh, we all live in the greater Los Angeles area. Sure we do. I don't. I live in Huntington Beach. Mm. In Orange County. I'm named after a railroad magnet that lived in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. A railroad magnet that was a... Never mind. They could, they could change Rail it back Baron. to... Surf. They could change it to Surf City for all I care. But... Um, They've tried. All right, so is there anything else in Ma- uh, Amanda's email that we wanted to go over? Uh, no, I gotta go back. I was jumping over to something else. Um... I'm kind of surprised. Everybody's been raving about Little Mermaid, but I know it's not for everybody. I think there's a lot of holes in the attractions. As, as nice as it is to see, and it's not bad, there are, to me, some big holes in the attractions. You know what? I think I think the ride needs to slow down. Really? Does it, doesn't it seem like it's, you're just blazing through there? In a, in a sense, yeah. What My biggest problem, and it's it's been this new, if you want to call it new class of dark rides, starting with... Our poo, not not the poo in Florida, but our poo, is you look at 
the typical dark rides in Fantasyland and the Roger Rabbit one, which was done pretty well. Uh, they're small spaces, usually fairly confined. The cars are pointed where they want you to look, except for Roger Rabbit, of course, so then they have the theme, everything. When you give big open spaces like they do with the big under-the-sea thing, it gives you a chance to go look up at the, the, the yeah. ceilings, especially when it's way overlit as far as I'm concerned. And now you can see all the duct work. You can see the lights. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Just, it, to me, that's what's wrong with it. It made it too open. It's just, you know, that's just me. There yeah. are a few scenes towards the end that are a little better. They're tight. They're confined. Uh, but because they go down a straight line, they almost give you the opportunity to want to look around because they're not, again, they're not pointing you to what they want you to see. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that because I've always kind of tried to figure out what was kind of wrong with that. And that makes perfect sense. The vehicles themselves, it's almost like you got too much space and you don't have a chance to be able to make those tight turns to be able to take a look at what the next scene is so that you can put a lot of different scenery in a relatively small spot. I've always thought that was such a huge building and it just seemed like there really wasn't much to it. Well, the one big thing they want you to see is the big under-the-sea thing. Other than that, they start with a little better use of small spaces, but that one big scene, which is, to me, way overlit, it's kind of like, again, poo. You go in the poo, there's a lot of big areas that are open. They're, they're much more lit than our typical dark rides. Now, Roger Rabbit's got some open spaces, but they also took time to theme all the way around because of the spinning Because vehicle. you can spin. And most likely when you're spinning, you're not also looking at the ceiling. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I think of, now I know I'm kind of not comparing apples to oranges, but say the pace of Mansion or the mm-hmm. pace of Pirates, you know, just more time to absorb detail. But again, those are both the tracks that are not overlit and not... Now, before done. we... I agree. Now, before we go on, because that re- totally reminded me that one of the last things in her, e- or not the last things, the last things in the mid area was the the Nemo. Yeah, super slow loading. It's you know part of the old design, but hey, what are you gonna do? Um, my son has a friend that's working attractions in the park, uh, Mouse. and I guess the new rumor, frontline cast member rumor now i haven't heard this so if you guys have heard this please correct me but uh, vincent told me hey do you hear they're taking out submarines and the utopia they're going to be putting in a marvel attraction like yeah i've heard that i I have said no i have not heard that i have not heard that i have heard that uh the rumor is going that it's not that they're taking them out they're going to cut off about a this is what i've been told I, and this is strictly coming from the rumor mill. I have not gotten this from any reliable source or anything. But the sort, the what I was told was they're going to get rid of the interventions building. Um, they're going to get rid of about a third of the Utopia over there by Tomorrowland. Submarines. They're just basically going to, I guess, build across the top of it. But they're going to somehow shift it to where the loading is going to be different. I'm not sure how or what, but they're going to put, according to the rumor, they want to put an enclosed roller coaster for Marvel, similar to the rock and roller coaster over at uh, Florida, over at uh, studios. All right. So a quick googly search. 
Now, <clears throat> what would that do if the you know if this rumor is true? What would that do to the Tomorrowland train station? Bye. Oh. I'm sure they. Well, you got the Toontown train station. I don't know where they, there wouldn't be any place where you could put it. And you, and here's why I'm not putting too much credence to the rumor is because the footprint that you need for something like that. I mean, you're talking about another footprint at least as big as Space Mountain. So you just move another Space Mountain over there to interventions and everything. It gives you an idea of how much room you would need for this roller coaster. Well, that's now, a, that's if it's circular. But think about this. Let's say if you had a building that you went into that was mainly the load, you know, the queue and the load. And then you, let's say you got in your vehicle and you kind of rolled around the corner. Well, that gets you out of that fairly small space. And it's bigger than you think. That's a pretty good-sized building. And then you roll over to, like, over the sub... Uh, uh, Utopia area. That's a large open space, but here's the big, a uh, big problem. You got to work around the uh, monorail. So either the monorail's okay. got to go through the building, or the monorail goes too. So the, you know, yeah, that's just it. There's there's too many there's too many problems when you talk about monorail, steam train, among other problems that are in that are inherent in that area for something that's on that larger scale. Now. My personal thought, I know they, they've been really pushing that they would like to have something like Rock and Roller Coaster, something with an in, inside loop. Um, my personal thought is I can picture there's they still have a lot of land that's sitting in back between Cars Land and Tower of Terror. And that would be the perfect footprint for something like this. Um, yeah, and it'd be better, I think, not to be in a castle park and be in a non-castle park. Yeah, just and my, I, yeah, just my I, I would, yeah. So the rumor is is that is that is what they were talking about getting rid of interventions and all that. I just don't see it though. All right. While I while I would be unhappy to see the the old circle uh, theater go away, carousel theater. You know, if it's just going to continue to be what it is, you might as well tear the thing down. Uh, but I just like you say some of the the obstacles to get around, which are not impossible, but would be difficult. And I think the biggest difficulty uh, is the monorail because I, I don't see them moving the entrance of or the load area of uh, submarines. But you definitely build over. It's already built over a lot of that show building is the um, Utopia going over it. If you were to take both both sides of the Utopia out and use that as a show, you know, a show. But then again, you've got this huge, ugly show building. What's the outside theme next to the Matterhorn? What's the outside theme next to the yeah. submarines? What's the outside theme in Tomorrowland? Uh, well, if I was if I was to go by the word of the rumor of the, the people that told me, they were saying, oh, yeah, they're going to move the submarines to where the subs are going to go through the old motorboat cruise. And it's like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. that just can't uh, happen. But, you know, if I, they would take it out. I, I truly believe because of the cost and maintenance of that attraction, they would take it out before they would say, oh, we're just going to move. You just, we're just going to move the track over to that. It, it's it. No, that no. doesn't. The cost and maintenance of work. which attraction? The submarines. Oh, yeah. No, it's either gone or it stays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a quick googly search of Marvel and Disneyland comes up with something that's, like, way old, like, from uh, last year, 2012. But the two yeah, but, bits... Yeah, you know, some of these rumors never die, so... The two bits of something that might give it 
credence is that Marvel is coming to Hong Kong first. And it's well, dated Lord. May of this year. And they're trying to add Marvel a Marvel area to Hong Kong Disneyland by 2017. And that... Um, and then if it's going to come to the United States, it's got to come to California because of the Universal Islands of Adventure agreement that... Yeah, but that doesn't cover... I, well, I don't know the contract. I haven't read it, but from what I understand, it doesn't cover every Marvel character. It covers what all right. Marvel all, has All I have is this, there, this you know. LA Times blurb. It says, in the United sure. States, oh, Marvel characters would likely be restricted to Disneyland or Disney California Adventure on the West Coast. Universal's Islands of Adventure has exclusive rights to use Marvel characters in Florida, prohibiting the superheroes from appearing at any of the four parks in the Walt Disney World Resort. No, maybe. I I, I would love to actually know what that exact ruling is. I remember when when Disney bought Marvel, we all talked about it. It was talked about that there were certain Marvel characters that were off-limits to Disney in Florida because they exist already. I did not think that applied to every, let's say Iron Man. There's no Iron Man in Florida right now, so why couldn't Disney put one in? It would be would not be in conflict with Islands of Adventure. Now, Spider Man, the Hulk, those would be in direct conflict. Though the Hulk is just a green roller coaster, but uh, <laughs> Sp- Spider Man would be in direct conflict, right? Correct. I I understand that. I don't understand why you couldn't put other Marvel, you know, Captain America, let's say. Um, because you know, obviously, know that Captain America would fit perfectly on Main Street. Sure. <laughs> well, no, well, no, I'm being facetious. So, anyway, um, as far as what's coming to Disneyland, as far as Marvel stuff, you know, the Iron Man three exhibit in, in Innovations is there's going to be supposed to be a Thor thing coming there in the fall. That, that, building, that building has become like a convention center more than it has any attraction, really. Well, it's 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 a it's like the interventions over at Epcot has become somewhat the same way. You got a lot of sponsors that sponsor the stuff, but you got a lot of stuff that promotes your whatever is the next big thing coming up. You know, I, I get that, but over there, that was kind of the sort of the design here you've got an attraction building that moved and did things for attractions not just an open mall basically what you have over in florida and, and epcot are open mall areas that can be adapted to whatever the hell you want to do well i can here make comments gotta, of yes make I comments, make comments of about. lack of imagination on their oh, on sure certain can. people's parts but that's what they want to do. That's what you got. I've I had a perfect attraction for that building, but come say come saw. Tell say? tell us. I've heard many perfect attractions for that building. Please tell. Oh, I had a, I had a great attraction that was talking about uh, flight history of flight. That was going sort of like there. soaring. No, sort of oh, like if you had wings. Uh, not even not even that bad. No, this this one. <laughs> I liked if you had wings. It was simple, but it. No, the one. The, I the follow-up to it was even was better. Um, what was the follow-up called? Dream flight. If, dream flight was actually pretty good. I don't think I, I never went on dream flight when it was there. I saw dream. I I didn't see if you had wings. Yeah. I saw dream flight. Dream flight it was pretty was, good. If you had wings, was so corny. It was good. The little shadow figures, the speed tunnel. Before we had the speed tunnel here in California, just a lot of it was, just kind of it was just kind of cool a little travel log you know i, I 
I don't know. It was I, neat. I, that, 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 that's the best way to put it. It was a little travelogue. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't high adventure, it wasn't an e-ticket, but it, man, it was a great way to take a load off your feet and, you know, take a you know, few minutes Dream, to relax. Dream flight was always closed whenever I was over there, so I never got to see that. But no, I I had I had a neat little show that I thought was decent on it, but you know, I would have liked to have seen anything go in there except quite honestly interventions. I would have liked to have seen it continue to be a theater that moved around the way it did but this is the decision that they came up with so yeah i know i work I, with you it know, but we we are here to uh show them why their decisions aren't wrong hey <laughs> we 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 will and we we can and we will take credit for you know the uh the apartment because it was said here first that mm-hmm. the apartment should be their dream suite and it happened that's on, that's, that's on us. <laughs> yeah, but it should have been the dream suite the way it was. Not, the, I, I'll say what they built up there is really nice. I cannot say anything bad about it, but it's not the apartment that it was when. Uh, no, but I either so, is the one in Florida, and I don't think people want to see a 1960s apartment. They want people are so bought into and so sold into. The pixie dust and the fiber optics and the the tricks and they they just I don't think they want to see what was they want to see what they think it should be. Yeah, that's why I'm 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 both excited and a little worried to see um, this one about Mary Poppins. I'm hoping they stay historical. Um, and again, I, I'm still and all the stories I've read about it and all the stories I heard about her and this movie beforehand none of them can put her and Walt Disney together at Disneyland so I'm a little curious on that part I'm not saying that they weren't but I can't find any substantiation for that part it might just be dramatic story and hey fine if that's what they're doing I just don't you know I like to know when they're taking a license like Lincoln the movie (sighs) they took a few licenses there Amistad they took a lot of license there. Uh, I like to know that so I can put that in perspective. You know, I, I will say, uh, looking at the trailers, and for anyone that really wants to see "quote unquote" nostalgic Disneyland, pretty much the stuff that was shot at Disneyland you see in the trailers. They only shot on Main Street, right there at the entrance for a few for a few hours, and in Fantasyland, and that was pretty much it. The rest of it was all done on sets and elsewhere. That's so too bad. Like, Oh, and I, you know, I'm trying to remember. There is a story, and I don't know if it was P.L. Travers or not, but there was a story. The the scene where Disney has her sitting on the horse on the carousel, and he makes the comment. He goes, "No, I just had a bet to see if I can get you on a ride. Yeah, just won yeah. me twenty bucks." That really did happen, but I can't. Rem- I don't know if it was P.L. Travers. I don't think it was. It were, there was another person that they had that type of bet that Disney joked with that you just won me 20 bucks. Um, and I'm, I've been racking my brain, but it is a very familiar story. So I'll eventually might be Somebody will remind me of it. I was hmm. reading something on Mouse Planet today because uh, I actually did do a Google search for did they those two ever go to Disneyland together? Because the only thing I can find that she said in all these related stories was she didn't get Disneyland. Okay, a lot of people don't get Disneyland and they've never been there. So 
taste. I, you know, because they don't get theme parks. It's just not their thing, right? So they don't get it. Doesn't put her in the park, but it's, you know, it's not, a, uh, you know, definitely uh, um, not possible. I'm just, I would just like to know, because even one of the Sherman brothers, some quotes from him was saying uh, she liked or disliked the film, depending on who she talked to. If she was talking to society people or reporters, she didn't like it because she wanted to be seen as more of a high society person, not someone to get down to that level. But then when she talked to other people, oh, it was a great film. So there was a, there's a lot of back and forth where I'm not sure which side is trying to paint the better picture. Um, all I know is she's been you know quoted as crying at the premiere, not liking it. Hmm. Going to her grave, not liking the film, though it made her rich. Her books <laughs> yeah. were relatively unknown in the larger sense when the movie was was made, and that kind of put her on the map. Not to say her books didn't sell, but the only I read an article today said the only income she really had, even though she had books, was her rental property. So this really made her a millionaire, or you know, made her a lot of money. And put her on the map. So, you know, I'll I'll grant you there is probably a lot of li- uh, you know writer's license that's taken with it. You, whenever you do a quote unquote true story, you have to. I mean, uh, you have to be able to combine different events. You have to make some things just flat are not interesting, and you have to make them a little more interesting to be able to sell the show. But hey. You got the nicest guy in Hollywood playing Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, the nicest left-wing radical uh, <laughs> you can find. But I do like his work, so I can't give him too much of a hard time. I do like his work. That's funny. I did see a really kind of not flattering video of him, though, at some fundraiser or, or um, auction where it kind of showed his true liberal colors. It was it was not very nice what he did or said, but I try to put that he's not Hanoi Jane. Though we chose her to play, you know, Nancy Reagan in The Butler. There's a good choice of casting. Um, and that's one of the current historical movies that I understand is not very historical, but really tries to paint certain people in a really bad light, <coughs> the Reagans. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen it. I'd probably like to see it. Um, but it does, you know, Hanoi Jane is, is a Nancy Reagan. Come on. I know that that kind of turns me off a little bit because really I have a hard time watching her movies other than Barbarella. Um, Why? Because she's naked? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that, that always carries, you know, some weight with me. But just <laughs> just just her whole attitude with the military and what she did, I just, I can't forgive it. It's, yeah, it's hard. Too, it's, yeah. It's, yes, I'm supposed to be a good Christian guy, forgive it. Yeah, but man, she's right on that edge where... You know, she really did do something, in my opinion, really bad. So, okay, so let's move on to the next email. This one's a long and a doozy, and we'll get our, do our best to get through it. But it's worth reading. Uh, the guy, the guy took his time to write it. We should read it. So I'll take the first paragraph, then we'll go into our John and Ken mode. Okay, hang and, on, let me uh, get it. July get, get it ready. Thirty. All right, I'm ready. And Richard, you just follow along. Silence. Okay. okay. Mike Gregan, Geronimouse. Hello, boys. I'll apologize in advance for the long email. I'm right. Sorry, I just got a pop up uh, my screen that went right in front of what I wanted to do. Okay. 
I'll apologize in advance for the long email. I'm writing you just after our family had returned from a week-long stay at the Dolphin in Walt Disney World, and I have a few comments I'd like to share. I want to first off thank you for the old-school two-hour show discussing Mike's trip to Europe. We drove... We drive down... Okay, I'm trying not to fix this, but... It's not me. It's what it's written. We drive down to the world from the middle of Indiana, and you kept me entertained for a good chunk of the boring long drive through Georgia on the way back home. My first comment is about Fast Pass. So it is very interesting to hear about the strict adherence to the 30-minute return window at Disneyland Paris. We were at Epcot late in the afternoon and had dinner reservations. We were passing around Norway on the way back to our restaurant, so I grabbed some fast passes for the Maelstrom. Uh, Maelstrom. I didn't know they had. They need. Oh, I guess that they right. Uh, you know what? I've been there. You know, a few times and a couple times the line's been like thirty minutes. Man, old, old days, thirty minutes. Of like, I know, oh, but you know, but that, it is a short line. But you know <laughs> that at thirty minutes, it might be worth shaving twenty for you know fast short passes. Yeah. Span theater. But, yeah, but I did forget that. Yeah, the, the, they do have the machines out front. I had a mental picture of those machines right when I said that. Um, we were passing around. Well, we Maelstrom. Our yeah. plan was. I thank you very much. You're welcome. Our plan was to eat dinner at the Garden Grill, ride the walk-on attraction in Future World. Living with the Land, Nemo, Spaceship Earth, and Imagination. Then enjoying Mexico or Mexico and Norway boat rides before Illuminations. Everything was going according to plan as we walked up to the Maelstrom at 8.39. I'm thinking he means 20.39. There was a 20-minute wait posted, but our fast pass... But with our fast passes, we would easily be able to leave the attraction with a few minutes left to try and find a decent view before illuminations. Our fast passes had a return time of 5.45 to 6.45, but we have never been prevented from using an expired pass until now. I had I hand the long, slender Norwegian our five tickets and head for the entrance. I hear a lurch-like voice say, "You're, you're late. late." As his arm, oh, see, I am. I immediately thought a woman here, long, slender. Um, you're late. As his arm juts out to stop me, my wife says we had dinner reservations. To which he again states, "You're late. You can't use these." Irritated, I looked up at him and say, "You're really not going to let us use these?" As he shakes his head, no. I grab the passes from his hand and jump over into the regular line. As I walk past the empty fast pass lane to board the boat, I get even madder. I say to my wife, this is the freaking maelstrom. They should be begging us to ride this thing. <laughs> I like the ride, but I get what he's saying. The story <laughs> does not have a happy ending because we were able to avoid the trolls on the ride and we made it out of the attraction with a few minutes before illumination started. This event, however, caused repercussions because my wife insisted on showing up with a fast pass window for every attraction for the rest of the trip. I'm wondering if this is a new policy of strictly enforcing the return window, or if this is, or if this Norwegian was just being a prick. Does Disneyland and DCA enforce the window? Maybe it's just the tight-ass Europeans who worry about return times. I love this guy's right. This is cracking me up. Okay. 
Do we want to comment to that part of the story or just move right on? Uh, uh, it's uh, they've they've been wanting to try to get back to strictly adhering to the windows. There, there's the answer to the question. All right, but you don't know because you're not a frontline cast member to take some. So you're not. Well, really let's put let's put it this way. What's the, the reason the they let it? The reason they let it slide is because if you have a downtime, then it's no fault of the guests that their time window happened to be during the downtime. So you're supposed to allow them to come back later on. But a lot of people were taking advantage to it, and it was causing certain attractions to basically log jam in the latter parts of the evening because everybody's coming in with these fast passes that were for three and four in the afternoon, and they're now trying to come in at you know ten o'clock at night to get on Indiana Jones one more time before they call it a night. It was just log jamming things, so they have been kind of trying to tighten up the uh, fast pass system to where they're really pushing to have it adhere to the window unless there's a specific cause, i.e. downtime, that prevented okay. it, that window. So after that long, all over, not really knowing, anybody that actually goes to Disneyland as a guest, let us know if they've been holding you to that just or not. just gave you the answer, and you didn't like the first answer, you didn't like the second answer. <laughs> no, so it I just, oh, gave you the damn answer. Just, it was just accept it. I'm not. Um, All right. Now, before we go on, I want to try something. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Does this give me a lurch voice? No. no. How about this? No. Does that give me a lurch voice? No. You can't hear that, can you? No. I, I hear someone <laughs> trying to do something, but it's not working. It doesn't come down to you guys? No. I wonder if it's recording this way. <laughs> okay. oh, is, is it like we'll echoing or something? Huh? Is it echoing or something? No, it's... Making the voice real deep. Oh. Alright, let me shut it, it off. It just sounds like you're trying to do this. Luke, I am your father. I'll play it back for you after and you tell me if it <laughs> it sounded like... Alright. I'm surprised I didn't push it down to you guys. Alright. Moving That's on. Alright. I was going to try to do a lurch voice with it. Alright. On a related note, we also saw several Fast Pass Plus lines at some of the non-Fast Pass attractions like Speedway and Mansion. This was still in beta testing, but the cast members were saying how it was going to allow resort guests to essentially order up fast passes and have them loaded onto their ticket before they even leave their room each day. When we showed up the front gate of Magic Kingdom our first day, we were told we needed to have our tickets replaced so they would work at the new entry machines. It was a silver ball with a Mickey outline that glowed green when your thumbprint matched up. The machine that sucked up your ticket and made that cool chirping sound was gone. We noticed that many of the attraction queues had the same entry machine, so I think the fast pass may be going paperless eventually. Another new use for our tickets happened during test track. As you are waiting in line, you are given about five minutes to custom design a car on a computer touchscreen. You choose your shape and color of the vehicle and can adjust the power, handling, speed, and efficiency by changing the shape and style of the body, tire, suspension, etc. You use your ticket to activate the computer and your creation is stored. When you finally reach a point of jumping into the ride vehicle, there's a set of six ticket entry machines for everyone to download their custom car. Then as you go through the paces of the attraction, shows where your design ranks against everyone else in your car in the areas of power, handling, braking, etc. Once the ride is over, there are areas for you to scan your ticket and make a commercial using your custom car or even drive it in a video game. That might have been the highlight for our kids. Hmm. This new version of Test Track is a Tron-like feel, and some of the more memorable scenes like the hot, cold acid room are gone. Well, I knew about that. About the Tron-like feel. But the um, 
make your custom car. That's news to me. Sounds kind of cool. I have a tangent. Uh oh, that has to oh. be better than Greg's tangent. Oh, we lost Greg. I think. <laughs> oh wow! Let's see if I can uh, call him back in. Call. Oh, there he is. He's calling. Sh- shows ringy dingy. Two ringy dingies. Uh, uh. Three ringy dingies. Nope, not online. Now it shows the oh, status is bad. Well, anyways, what is your tangent about this uh, well, car? N- no, because he needs to hear it. It's not about the car. It's oh. about Florida. That's oh, about Florida. Oh. So let me whip out the old uh, phone here and say WTF. Yep. Looks like you're going to have to do some editing here. Why? No, we can we can <laughs> we can also just call it quits. We were at an hour, but you know, send. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're 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 still we're still Are in the middle of this letter. We you... can't call it quits in the middle of a letter. I know. Are you okay? Jeez. <laughs> I'm texting him. Let's see if he. Because his status shows it like he's offline. I wonder if that high... Him, him and his frontline cast member hatred. The reason he hates it so much is that's all he ever was. So. What you need to do is uh, kind of go with the, with the position that it's not that we don't know crap, it's just we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. I, I, don't, I don't pay... Yeah, unfortunately, that's half true. Uh, oh, he says he's fine. Okay, is your gosh, your Skype session still up? I hate freaking texting. It's so you slow. Yeah, the problem is, is he's using Mac equipment. What's that? Oh, it says Imagineering is online. All right, so let me ring him again. One ring a dingy. Two, Two ring a dingy. <laughs> so you see the little phone. Now it shows he's online. Are you there? Yes. What happened? And a glorious, gracious hello to you, sir. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, I am here. What happened? Um, not enough. Basically, I'm running out of hard drive space and too many applications open used all the memory up and everything oh shut down. come on really it's it's i told you it's a mac problem no, no it's I, it's greg thinking that he doesn't have a mac problem when he does no it's it's worse <laughs> it's worse than that it's called no income so i can't buy a new hard drive i need for my startup drive because it's it's i need i only have like a 500 gigabyte drive and with all my, I don't hardly keep anything on it. Everything, you know, okay. it's only applications, things like that. Okay, uh, here's here's a two-minute tangent. Remember in the old days when we were first getting into computers and we were putting the computer, you know, the, the day just after the Commodore and we were actually going into real computers with the IBM systems and you got that massive 10-megabyte drive <laughs> and it's like, this is going to hold everything forever. I'm never going to have to change this out. My. Then when we went to the 100 megabyte drive. I don't remember like, ever saying something like that, but I do remember thinking they were really big at the time. My my first computer had 90 megabyte of hard drive. And that was big, wasn't yeah, it? It was, it was okay. 120 was big at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
Uh, I do think my my actually I might need to clear some cash stuff off from I've been I've been rotoscoping today and I've been working in Premiere, so I I probably have some cash files that have built up yes. that I need to either relocate or move. But anyways, that and I still had Aperture open because I had been editing photos before. Which is the same product you blame every time we have this problem. Well, because usually Aperture does. It's a it's a memory sucker. All right. So how far did I get before you dropped out? Uh, Richard had just given, you know, the long around answer to whether or not they are the yes well, or no question. Like the that short was answer. Oh, so so my whole me reading the whole paragraph, you missed that. Oh yeah, you never <laughs> even started. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I read the paragraph. All right. Well, I got to open the mail back up. All right. Um, uh, so yeah, no. that he wants to I have a quick tangent. You. Yeah, I'll be going to I'll be going back to Walt Disney World in January. Oh, you just trying to rub it in, aren't you? Well, good for you. January? Why January? Because this is the last year that we'll get three weeks off for Christmas. Oh, because of the school schedules. Yes. The, we got three weeks off at Christmas because of of um, furlough. Re- oh, okay. And furlough's over. That's all been restored. Wow! But it, um, they had published the schedule for the students too far in advance, so the school schedule won't change. So the teachers had to work extra days before and after the school year to make up for the extra vacation they're not supposed to be getting this year, but that they are. Gotcha. Well, good. What well, do you know where you're staying? Not yet. You haven't done all that. We. The only thing that we have is we have. Dining reservations, and we have airplane tickets. See, I, you That's guys do things. You guys do things. I, I never try to have. We jumped on the airplane tickets because they came up at two fifty eight. Oh no, no that, that that's yes. gonna be, that's a good price. But I never like to. Um, though that's that's not. I take it you're you're waiting till the Christmas rush season ends. Um, yeah, we're like arriving on the second of January. Okay, the only reason I, I just never like to. Have those two things too far apart if one doesn't work out, you know, or they don't have space where you want it. But that time of year, you probably won't have the. We have a solid plan B, so we're okay. What, what's your solid plan B? We have we have a price point for Port Orleans Riverside that we can live with, but we're just waiting for something to drop. Well, say the what, beginning of October. Well, what? Wait, okay. So you, I don't. To stay at Port Orleans, to me, that's a pretty nice one. So what what, what are you trying for? Well, that all right. Back up? You know, the rest of this needs to happen offline. Okay, fine. No. I, I'm curious, though. Okay, sure, so, sure. Uh, no, I have no problem telling you. I just don't want it recorded. No, 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 no <laughs> problem. So we've gone through our... Um, see, the machine sucked up your ticket, made your cool chirping sound. Okay, okay so what? I did the test track, Tron Lake Field. Well, just, give me a quick, you know, two-sentence synopsis of that so I don't have to reread it. He basically talked about FastPass Plus, and that the and that uh, the entrance turnstile has the silver ball of the Mickey. No more suck up the ticket. FastPass Plus. Design and build a car. Yeah, and then the you, the FastPass Plus is FastPass Plus. Then the entry. I don't know what that is because I'm not familiar. That's with where you can uh, order up your fast pre-select oh, FastPass before you leave. Okay, yeah. Got it. All right. All right. And then the turnstile is being replaced, and then the customize your car before you ride test track. Okay. And is that, I mean, the car that pulls up is the car that pulls up, so I don't get the... All right, so, okay. Then just let me read it for you. No, 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 okay. <laughs> you custom design a car on a computer touchscreen, and then when you get yeah. in your car, 
the you, the ticket that you got, you load it in the car, and as the card goes to the ride, it tells you how your choices against everybody else with their customization, how they all fare against each other. Oh, okay. So now, is there a bunch of different screens in these cars now, or is there one and they're all telling you? I don't know. It doesn't I, give I mean, you I, that much detail. I'll to, okay, I have to look okay. that up. That seems kind of interesting. Um, uh, okay, that's what I did. He said something about sucking your ticket up. I'm like, when when did FastPass start taking your? No, no, it's the entrance turnstile that's gone. That's changed. Okay. No more turnstiles. Uh, now, no more turnstiles. Okay. Now for my other issue. I need your help determining if I become a DF. The situation is we are riding pirates with our kids for the first time. I'm sitting with two boys in row four. My wife and other son is in row five. And there is one loner older dude in row six. As soon as we enter the caverns, it lights up with a flash. (laughs) (laughs) This continues through the caves, and I'm starting to get annoyed. I stare back at him a couple times. Then I start raising my arms, hoping to block the shot every time I see the little orange light before the flash. We reach the town, and this dick is taking pictures of every pirate we pass. I finally had enough, so I turned around and yelled back, Quit using the flash. You are ruining the ride, with an explanation. He did stop, but now people in the boat behind us start taking flash pictures i almost reported them to the cm at the exit but my wife pushed me into the (laughs) gift store so in your professional opinion have i crossed over into the df kingdom later in a week we are on small world and the lady in front of us starting taking started taking flash pictures of everything i almost yelled again but she was fairly large and hairy, didn't speak English, and had an enormous body odor. So I left that one alone. Okay. <laughs> I think this calls for an independent vote and a statement from each of us. Uh, okay. Well, I think, yes, it's DF. Because DF stands for Disney Fundamentalist. No flash photography. Enough said. Okay. Okay. But fundamentals mean leave it the way it used to be, kind of old school, don't change anything. Uh, is things changed and now Flash is acceptable? No, well, it's not. Well, so I, th- I think... Because Flash was never acceptable. Right. But, you know, we use that fundamentals to kind of make fun of people who... Cross wanted, the line. Who? Well, no, but never wanted something to change, you know? True, yeah. true, but they're uh, also... Like, but it's also back more... the mind train. But it's also morphed into those who feel like they need to protect yeah, the way of life. Yeah. Or have to you're, explain the theme to somebody or, you know, go through all... Yeah, okay. I got that. So you're going to say yes because you're just saying yes. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, the main thing is he has to turn around and tell someone to shut to stop taking flash photography. Okay, Richard, <laughs> what, what's your answer? I don't think he's a DF. I think he's a guest that wants to enjoy the ride, and he's righteous in his in his indignation about these people ruining the experience. I hate it when people take flash pictures. I always loved it when they took flash pictures during Circle Vision, and I love the occasional flash picture I see during Soaring. I want to see their pictures. But I hate it when people take flash pictures, I mean, especially if it's aimed in my direction. I agree that he's righteous, but still. <laughs> uh, yeah, I almost had the same exact words. I was thinking it, righteous indignation. Um, I will say no because from a photographer's point of view, I know those pictures are going to be the most fucked up things he's ever seen. <laughs> now, 
he may not know that they're fucked up because to him, seeing that flat picture you get when your flash overrides the nice 3200 Kelvin lighting that was put there by professionals so you would enjoy it. And the gels to um, so you would enjoy it in, in a most realistic manner. And then you, thinking you know better, strike off a five to fifty eight hundred five thousand to fifty eight hundred white flash against that you're a stupid dick <laughs> so that also shuts down the aperture on your camera because that flash can only throw what at best 15 to 18 feet Tops. so you're completely blocking out everything that's beyond the 22 and, foot and, range. and most digital cameras this, these days take fine pictures in low light Oh, they take that, excellent that, pictures oh, without flash. Oh, oh, my God. You guys are so wrong. I would agree that they do okay in low light. But, they're, in fact, today I mentioned Mark Eads, the, the, the OC Register um, uh, reporter and former Imagineer. He had a picture. He was at, up at the Sacramento uh, Railroad Museum, the finest railroad museum in the world as far as I'm concerned. Now, granted, I've only probably seen a handful, but it is considered – one of the it, best. It is a very, very nice museum. Yes. And he was complaining about the low light, but he's got this picture next to this enormous, massive locomotive. I mean, it makes him look like a munchkin. I know which train it is. It is. It's big, huge. big black and bad. Um, and because it was such a low light, and he manipulated it in some kind of program. I'm not going to say Photoshop because it might not have been, but he had to add gain to it. The digital noise is horrific. It is so annoying to me that I have a hard time looking and seeing that he's standing in front of this locomotive because the digital noise makes I mean, it's just ugly. Digital noise, low light, not all of them do very well, do that great in low light. Okay, I will grant you that on that one, on that particular case you will get the noise but overall your average to the uneducated eyeball to your average digital even the educated one your average digital camera today works better in a low light situation than your straight film camera using 100 asa stock you of all people should know better than this absolutely not there's so much more latitude in film Oh my God! I, I'm, not, I'm, not I can't believe sitting, not I'm if you're hearing sitting, this. Not if you're sitting uh, there running at one at a sixtieth of a second. Oh my God! We're talking about snapshots. We're not talking about taking serious photography. We're talking about I'm, snapshots. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to hang up this call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let me then let me then let me start picking up where I where it's my turn to start reading. Okay, Let's get back to where we're supposed to okay. be. Okay, as much as I love the older Epcot attractions, I think it might be time to update them. I'm riding Living with the Land, and they're showing a picture of a woman with a perm, shows, with a perm looking here. in a microscope next to a dude with a feathered haircut. <laughs> it had to be taken in the early 80s. I snapped a non-flash photo, and I'll attach it for your viewing pleasure. Next to this picture, I narrate a movie is saying, In Japan, they found that adding compost to soil can reduce the need for fertilizer. Really? No shit? <laughs> can, can they maybe add some facts from the 21st century? I think just a little bit of polish could really refresh that attraction. Maybe they could suck over a few thousand of people heading to Soren. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, go ahead, Richard. I'm sorry. I, I got to say, when I was at Epcot the last time, it 
is starting to look its age. It really does need a facelift of some sort to really bring it back to the 21st century. Just the attractions I, update, I think, is fine. I mean, well, this attraction it wouldn't take th- that much, and where this tr- attraction really falls down, one, they got rid of their their friendly cast member narrative t- to a pre-recorded one. I thought it worked much nicer because you could actually say something to the person or ask them something, you know. Um, but I think the well, film... Well, you know why? It's because your frontline cast members don't know anything, so well, you can't it, ask them a question. No, it's, it's cheaper to pre-record something than to... Uh, but the other thing... And I would think in a big log... I mean, a slow-moving attraction where someone could easily jump out, but, you know, maybe again. And what that person could do, jump out and chase them, that would be fun to watch. That'd be an attraction <laughs> itself. But I think the films is where it falls short because even where there's no people in it, they're obviously the, the artwork, everything is very retro to what we would expect today. And this is my problem with movies when we choose people like Martin Short to narrate movies that they'll that you know they're going to run for 10, 15 years and he looks, let's say, like a young man. He didn't when he recorded. He was a little older. But you know that 20 years down the line you're going to be, damn, Martin looks pretty good. Well, yeah, the movie is shot 20 freaking years ago. Speaking this is why, you know, go speak, ahead. Speaking of Martin Short, I, I made the boy watch Inner Space the other day. Oh, yeah, uh, good. great movie. He liked it. I thought you were going to say you made him watching the making of No, 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 you no. That's child endangerment. No, Inner Space is on HDNet or something. So I Three Amigos. That's oh, next. This, yeah. That's another good one, yeah. Finally. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more to say? No, about go this? ahead. I was about to say go. Finally. The Florida weather was particularly hot during our week. Well, there's nothing Disney can do about that, okay? Uh, during our week with the frequent thunderstorms popping up. We were on the TTA during one of these thunderstorms, and I took a video of the pouring rain and thunder. I was wondering if they consider the TTA an indoor ride, <laughs> in quotes. Since it, since it is completely covered and just figured lightning would hit the astral orbiter first. So was it safe to run the TTA? We also rode the railroad and the Liberty Bell riverboat during pretty severe rainfall. Every time it rained, I could hear the crash. The cash. The, sorry, the cash register ringing as you saw a sea of the $9 Mickey Ponchos. <laughs> and, you know, and that's funny. And I bought, I, I'll admit, I bought one because it's really much easier than carrying jackets with you. Yes. But and I bought it, and literally more. the rain stopped in the next two minutes. I mean, it flew through that fast. Or if you would have just run to Frontierland, because you were in, let's say, Tomorrowland, where you know, and it's not raining. Sometimes I'd literally be two sides of the park. One's raining, one's not. In fact, we were in Epcot. It was pouring, and we we had planned to go to the water park, so we went in uh, the American Adventure um, uh, store. Oh, and we like, can you call over there and see if they're closed? Oh no, it's bright and sunny over here. We're open. Yeah. Get- Guess where we're going? Yet it's raining at Epcot. So go figure. Yeah. All right, my turn, right? Yeah. I think we have a new public enemy number one to dethrone the ECV drivers, <laughs> the South American tour groups. <laughs> I've seen those. <laughs> it seems that oh, I've been screwed by them too. It seems this trip they were everywhere, no matter what park I was in. We would see a red flag followed by a hundred kids in red shirts at Buzz. Then turn towards Space Mountain, see a green flag, another hundred green shirts heading into that queue. Then on the way to Fantasyland, we'd see a blue flag and 50 blue shirts. We once passed them waiting at Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Company for lunch, and the line literally went back towards Main Street. I've never I, seen that place open. I neither have I. I know they bought a ticket just like everybody else, but it would seem they should be required to break into smaller groups so they can't single-handedly tie up an attraction for 30 minutes. 
Well, on the TTA, we watched a line of probably 75 green shirts lined up at the fast pass lane for Buzz. Well, my one time with that, they had one person. She had a stack of their admission tickets that was at least two inches thick. And just yeah. feeding them into the fast pass machine saying, look, I got this many. You might want to go find somewhere else to go. You know what I wonder with those groups? Because I've seen the Brazilian ones, but I, I was thinking I've always seen them in yellow. Um color doesn't really matter so i mean it's we're, we're a colorblind world so uh, my my question though because we had this problem at disneyland with tour groups where you know tour groups would come in with all these passes and they'd collect them back from their people and then hey what do you know they'd sell them to another group of people because they were like a three-day pass right and those people were only there for one day it makes me suspicious when one tour guide you know, is holding a huge stack. Now, that might make sense because maybe your average tourist from another country is stupid and can't hold on to their own <laughs> ticket and have it ready uh, at, a, at a minute's notice, not knowing how the place works. I don't know. But I agree, that can be very irritating. So usually what I, if I, you know, like if I was in Tomorrowland seeing all that going on, I'd probably go to another land and then hope to rotate back there. That, yeah. that would be my guess, but what what we've had seen a lot at Disneyland now with uh, some of the tour groups is what'll happen is the tour guide will put his guest on an attraction and then he'll go run over to the next one with the fast pass machines and go get all the fast passes so that when they come off the ride, he has the stack of fast passes for him, then he'll take them to that next attraction and move on like that. In one respect, yeah, it's nice because they're you know they're doing a service to their client and everything like that. But yeah, if you're the guy that's standing in line behind them, it does get annoying. But there's no way you could put somebody on one attraction, run and get the next fast pass, and that fast pass be ready for you. They're usually not timed that close. No, no. But while you're while you're riding Space Mountain, let's say they'll go get a fast pass for Star Tours. Well, Star Tours might not be ready an hour and a half before your fast pass opens but at least you got the fast passes oh they'll take you over to the next yeah they'll take you to the next attraction and the next attraction so sorry i I must have missed when you said they went somewhere in between all right i it was cool seeing you guys at the park during your last Ustream show i tried to listen in but my connection stunk and the feed went in and out i'm not sure it was his problem (laughs) might have been ours uh i was worse than uh it was worse than trying to watch scrambled Cinemax as a teenager or Skinemax as we like to call it on a late night Friday trying to figure out if the blur on the screen was a naked breast or a Volkswagen (laughs) (laughs) are you guys going to upload the audio from that show yes it was done okay and was that Richard on the screen yes it was (laughs) let's put it this way I'm the only one with hair so you figure out which of the two was which one of the two was Richard Ooh, ooh Again, yeah, he's also the grayest of us, too. But True. I have it. <laughs> okay. Again, sorry for the long letter, but I figured you guys would appreciate the stories. And yes, we do. Uh, all in all, it was a great week of vacation, and I'm ready to head back down when it's cooler and less crowded. I have to depend on you guys to keep all the magic alive until my next trip. Thanks, Scott from Zionville. You're welcome, Scott. Yes, Thanks you are. Thanks for writing. They, that was one of the longer ones we have received, but funny stories. Good to hear. Now, let's see, he just got back in, oh, yeah, July. Yeez. Yeah, so he's probably there, what, first part of July? But you're getting by this. Did he write this right when he left? Uh, uh. Just returned from a week long. Yeah, so, 
Okay, so end of July. Yeah, that's a hot time to be in Florida. Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like it is here. We're having some abnormally oh, this, hot yeah, and sticky. We, we've had an abnormal... Oh, I shouldn't cool say winter. I wouldn't say an abnormal, but we've had a nice cool summer, and now we'll get a few, you know, a week of heat, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's so now hot!" We're paying for it. We're paying like, for it. That's not that's, that bad. That's what Dallas was saying. Hey, and I can't help but make the comment that today was the last day of summer, as far as the calendar is concerned. As far as Disneyland, we go back to winter hours tomorrow. Really? That's just so yep. lame. Ten to not, well, ten in the morning till seven in the evening. That's usually what, after Labor Day. I mean, schools usually didn't start until after Labor Day. A lot of them now have already started. Uh, I think yours is one of them, Mike. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, all this starting before Labor Day, I've heard all, like, all the people on the radio are like, what the f- is going on with California? Why are the schools starting before Labor Day? I mean, we're used to having our ki- you know the kids out until, I mean, people do vacations in this week, and then now they're, they're already back in school. It's, it's really, I think, caused a lot of people to be upset. Oh, Screw up. Our school planning. district just, our school district just flat out said, "Yeah, we're going to start them a week early," but they get out a week early. All right, so I don't know if that really helps either. But my <laughs> wife says, "Well, keep take them a week early and keep them a week late and keep them a yeah. month late." I don't know, Mike. Like you had that that year round thing for a while. How'd that work out? Uh, we liked it. It let us go to Florida in you know December. Sure. Because, you know, I, I've heard some people that don't like it because they are they basically want to get just a one babysitter through the summer. So having it off and on all the time doesn't work for them. So that kind of tells you what their family life might, might be like. But, you know, I, it is it's different, I guess. It's just not it's not necessarily bad. It's just different. No, no. You know, 12 weeks on, four weeks off, it, you get used to it. Yeah. It does seems like it would allow you to, like, say, vacation at off times. Yeah, but you also get things like, oh, you know, last day of school is June 26th, and then a week later you're back in school and you're now the next grade up. That's kind of weird. So that, <laughs> but there's only like a week in between that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that that's kind of odd. There was two. There was two. Um, Why couldn't they plan that to work with those long breaks? Because it's, it, okay, year-round school is used to increase capacity, right? It increases your capacity of your school by 33%. Mm-hmm. So you're using the classrooms during a time when no one would. So everyone takes, everyone's on for three three months and they're off for a month. So the month you're off, the other three-fourths of the school is on. Sure. And so as Corona somehow shrunk and no longer needs it? they, I think it's a combination of, Student population and increased available classrooms, because oh okay for only the first them. only the first two years of my wife's teaching, she actually had to change. She they would change classrooms as well, right? When you went off track, you packed up all your crap in a rolling bin, and then when you came back, you went back into a different classroom because it was really uh, it was really about increased capacity. Oh, so you right. put your bin in a closet and then and they roll, no, they roll into a storage shed and then they roll it yeah. in because there was a special space carved out of all the cabinets on the wall for your personal stuff. Yeah. So after two sense. years, um, so enough schools had been built that they didn't have to actually rotate classrooms anymore. So at that point, they didn't need to go to year-round school. Interesting. So there's that. All right. So are we ready to wrap this up then? Sure. We read two long emails. We blathered on for... Almost yeah, an hour and a half here. 
really done nothing, but yeah, sure. I'm, oh, I'm why not? You know, <clears throat> let me fire up the old uh, exit that's, music. That's kind of like what we always do: do nothing, right? Speak, speak for yourself. All right, so we'll get that, and we'll go like this. So, any last comments then before we say goodnight? Can't think of any. All right, good. I'm, I'm out of drink now, anyways. All right, well then, uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, say goodnight. Night.